Welcome to Cyber Threat, Real Answers to Real Problems, a new podcast series from ServiceNow. I'm Bob Bragdon, Senior Vice President and Publisher of CSO. We're joined again today by Piero DePali, Senior Director for Security and Risk at ServiceNow. Welcome back, Piero. Thanks for having me again, Bob. Sure. So today we're talking about cybercrime, and in particular, we're going to explore a new global survey by Poneman and ServiceNow, which surveyed nearly 3,000 cybersecurity professionals. As before, let's begin today's conversation with a key stat. 48% of companies have experienced a data breach in the last two years. What's more, the volume of cyber attacks continue to increase. I think with big numbers like this, it's pretty clear that companies can't afford to forge ahead blindly doing the same old business as usual. Piero, what's the cost to sticking your head in the sand, so to speak? Yeah, Bob, the the survey you mentioned gives us some really good key data to help us answer this question. And you mentioned the, the survey, we've surveyed nearly 3,000 people. And I should add, this was done across nine different countries and included organizations that have 1,000 employees or more and represented nearly every industry. The beauty of the sample size is that it really gave us a representative view around the world. And the responses actually around the world from country to country, from industry to industry, were remarkably similar. And so 48% of organizations experienced a data breach in the last two years. And 57% of the respondents said that things slipped through the cracks due to use of spreadsheets and emails to manage that <laughs> passing process. And uh, sadly, it's a story we hear far, far too often. And you know, the, but we start talking about costs. You know, the, the the data from a different annual report from the Poneman Institute, which is called the Cost of a Data Breach Report. They've been doing this report for for several years, and the one that came out a little bit earlier this year showed that the cost of a data breach for as little as ten thousand records is three million dollars. So multiply that by the number of records that you, you may have inside of your organization, and the cost of business as usual could be absolutely crippling. Wow. I think we probably both agree that it's just not smart to risk your company or your job on that kind of business as usual. What do you think are the greatest risks to not keeping abreast of new threats as, as they emerge? Well, I, th- I think first, hackers and criminals aren't operating in a business-as-usual way anymore. You know, they're employing new methods and tricks and looking for a simple crack into an organization. You know, 54% of the respondents to our survey said that hackers are outpacing enterprises with technologies such as machine learning and artificial intelligence. You know, imagine a scenario like this. Hackers looking for a way to penetrate your organization. Before some of these newer technologies came along, they might go to the you know, the leadership portion of your website, and then maybe a business social network to go look for employees. And you could probably easily figure out the email address convention for the company and then send a series of phishing emails that look related to the company, hoping someone would click on them. But throw in some of these newer technologies, throw in machine learning and AI, and hackers can maybe automatically go scrape the leadership portion of a website and a business social network and then collect a ton of information about a bunch of different people. And you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence can go even further by trying to learn more about you, maybe going and finding some of your posts or interests or other public information. And then through automation, not just craft a phishing email, but craft customized phishing emails that look even more legitimate to you, which would drastically increase the likelihood that you've opened it. And they do this with programming, not manual research. 
Uh, other thing, the mm-hmm. odds are stacked against us, right? They only have to be right once. We have to be right all the time. You know, and meanwhile, we've got security teams that are collecting software vulnerabilities from their scanner, putting information in the spreadsheets, and then emailing someone on the patching team to try to get thousands of patches deployed. You know, this is an example of business as usual. You know, the time from when a vulnerability is found to when the vulnerability is exploited is going down. You know, the, the respondents to our survey reported a 15% increase in the volume of cyber attacks during the previous 12 months and a 23% increase in the severity of these attacks. And so I'd say the risk of doing business as usual is simply increasing the risk of not having a business. Yeah. So the, what do you think the key metrics needed for an organization to determine risk? I mean, what should they be looking at, tracking, and maybe even reporting on? Yeah, and this is just this is a, a fantastic topic. Much of what we've talked about in this, the whole podcast series has been around vulnerabilities and getting better at the patching process. But realistically, vulnerabilities represent risk, and they should be part of an overall risk program. But you know, software vulnerabilities represent a pretty serious cybersecurity risk, so let's dig into this one for a minute. If you, uh, you know, I'd recommend starting with building some key risk indicators, or what you'll sometimes hear the acronym of KRIs. And I'll focus on cybersecurity here, but you could apply similar tactics to broader enterprise risk too. When building key risk indicators, they really need to be four things, measurable, trackable, predictable, and informative. And for cybersecurity, you can apply them in two places, the vulnerability response process, as well as the incident response process. And I like using both of these as the vulnerability side is all about reducing the attack surface that someone can use to go after you. And the incident response side is all about being fast at stopping the most important threats. And then for metrics, I like looking at both leading and lagging metrics. And so vulnerability response, a leading indicator might be how many of your systems have software with an upcoming end of life date by X number of days from today. So you know ahead of time where you may have a potential software vulnerability because you might not get patches for it anymore. A lagging one might be looking at the time it takes to patch critical vulnerabilities and what's the trend on that. For incident response, you know, example of a leading metric would be trending to show an increase and decrease of new incidents. And a lagging one might be looking at a mean time to identify and respond to incidents. But those key points of, those th- of these places to start, just being measurable, trackable, predictable, and informative, those are the, definitely the, the, the key places I'd start. So, Piero, then maybe you can offer some ideas about how an organization can get started with assessing risk. Yeah, there's a couple things I probably should have mentioned with the last question too, but they relate equally here. You know, you can have all the KRIs you want, but there's some basics that need really need to get done first when you're going to start assessing risk. The first is asset management. You're getting a handle on everything that's connecting to the network is paramount to a good risk program. If you don't know about it, you really can't do anything about it. And so vulnerability scanners and discovery tools do a really nice job here. Next is getting good at the overall patching process. You know, people think of patching as being an IT thing, not a security thing. You know, security teams find vulnerabilities and then IT fixes them. This is where we all have to get better. You know, security teams can't just throw thousands of vulnerabilities over the wall and expect an IT team to go fix them. You know, our survey really showed this is exactly what's happening. You know, 73% of the respondents to the survey said that IT and security don't have access to the same information about systems and applications. This means that most security teams are using a single factor, the severity of a vulnerability or CDE score, 
and then asking IT to quickly patch everything that is a specific level or higher, typically using something like critical because they think it represents risk. You know, the real question is, does it really represent risk? You know, a better way is to connect the information that IT has into this whole process. When a security team finds a vulnerability, the CVE score is really important because it tells you how critical the vulnerability is, but there are two other factors that are equally important. You know, what's the asset? So what kind of information is on it? And then is there an active exploit in the wild against this vulnerability? So understanding what the asset is, you know, what type of data is on it, the business services it performs, what else it connects to is a better way of understanding what the overall risk is to your organization versus just looking at a score to say how critical a vulnerability. And for example, is this a, does the affected asset have personally identifiable information on it, or is it a test server with dummy data and disconnected from any of the production infrastructure? There's a big difference right. in risk here. You know, and of course, a ton of vulnerabilities will never have an exploit created against it. And so understanding which vulnerabilities are actually being exploited by hackers is another way of understanding overall risk and then helping to prioritize what things need to get patched first. So three factors, the CVE score, affected asset, exploit in the while, and then you actually know what the actual risk is to your organization from a software vulnerability. That's great advice. Before we continue our conversation, I'd like to say a few words about our sponsor. Cyber Threat, real answers to real problems, reports on the latest statistics and news around cybersecurity and is presented by CIO.com in partnership with ServiceNow. To learn more, visit ServiceNow.com. Now back to the show. So, Pierre, we've discussed the risks to businesses, what key metrics they should be assessing, and where they should start that assessment process. Do you see companies having any success here? Well, yeah, yes, I do. But I think the first thing to mention here is that this isn't easy or everyone would have been already doing it, but it is doable. And a lot of organizations <laughs> are starting to, yeah, yeah, they're, they're starting to do this. You know, and as I mentioned earlier, cybersecurity risk is a great place to start. And getting those three factors to prioritize vulnerabilities is super important. You know, not only does it give the patching team a smaller prioritized list of vulnerabilities to patch, it actually does give you a better indication of your actual risk. You know, and the organizations that are having success here are operationalizing the prioritization of vulnerabilities and then using automation to speed up that patching process. And then the organizations that are having the most success are actually tying this into an overall risk program. You know, and the key way to do this is through continuous monitoring of risk through an integrated risk management solution which it used to be referred to as governance, risk, and compliance. But this is really about risk and measuring it, not about compliance and checking the box to see if, you, if you're compliant with a particular regulatory issue. But you know, integrated risk management is really a, a really neat approach because it's focused on risk. And if you do continuous monitoring of your vulnerabilities, you can automatically understand the risk of a vulnerability that was just found. And this can give the organization the information it needs to make a decision on how quickly they need to go rem remedy that particular risk by patching that vulnerability maybe faster. You know, the companies that are having the most success are the ones doing exactly this, prioritizing vulnerabilities by the risk they pose to their organization and then using that information to prioritize patching and then using automation to speed up the process. Well, we have time for one last question here. What do you think of the key takeaways or learnings for IT and security pros? Uh, so, well, first, I think it's, it's actually going and taking a look at the overall vulnerability patching process. You know, the vast majority of organizations have some work to do here as evidenced by the, by the survey we've gone over. 
You know, next, getting the security and IT teams to share data. You know, IT has rich information about assets. Security knows about vulnerabilities and exploits. You need all this stuff to come together to make proper decisions. You know, next is about getting better at prioritizing vulnerabilities through those three factors of you know, the, the severity of the problem, the affected asset, and exploits, then use automation to speed up that process. And then lastly, on the integrated risk management side, start to think about continuously monitoring for risk so that the vulnerability response process actually becomes part of a broader risk program. You know, then maybe a bonus one, you know, once you actually have all this stuff going, start to look for ways to continuously monitor for risk for areas outside of security and maybe in other parts of the organization. You know, you can look at security incidents as another cyber example, but looking at things like facilities, health and safety, legal, you know, those are some other areas that represent broader risk to the organization. Once you get good at the cybersecurity side, you can start to look at other areas to really bring together an overall enterprise risk program. All good advice, Kira. Thanks again for another great discussion. Thanks for listening to today's episode of our podcast, Cyber Threat, Real Answers to Real Problems. Be sure to watch for additional episodes by subscribing to the IDG Tech Talk channel on SoundCloud or iTunes. For ServiceNow and CSO, I'm Bob Bracken.